welcome to the tales of osteopathy students with me, Chelsea, and my good friend, V, who's danced so long whilst I'm chatting. How are you doing, V? <laughs> I am good. <laughs> the coffee's <laughs> set <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Properly full of joy. But that's joy. Oh, so good. Also, I was watching Lilo and Stitch this morning. It's such a good movie. I have always loved Elvis's music, but it just like sets yeah. the mood off, right? Where you're just like, yeah, this is gonna be a good day. I don't think I've ever seen it. You've never seen Lilo and Stitch? No. Who are you? Call Jack right <laughs> now. We're stopping oh. recording and we're going, you are going to watch it. <laughs> I had uh, a really upsetting experience, V. What? My kettle broke. Your kettle broke? How are you going to drink tea? There's one in the post right now. It's turning up today. <laughs> um, I've, been, I've literally been boiling water on the hob <laughs> to mm. make tea. Like a savage. Because, <laughs> yeah. literally, I had a cup of water, like a cup of hot water in the morning. That's my go-to, mm. right? Make a little cup of hot water, sit down, you know, plan my day, have a nice time. It's so saint-like, just a cup of hot water. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. It's so nice. There was one day I was like, this tastes a bit salty. And the next day, I looked in it. And I was like, why is there so much white shit in the bottom? And I opened the kettle and looked in it. And I was horrified. Oh no. Have you not been descaling your kettle? Uh, no, <laughs> I have not. And it is beyond Maybe. repair. It is completely beyond repair now. Because oh, no. um, we live in Bath, it's really, really hard water. It's yeah, super, same super here. hard water. Cliffs of Dover and shit like that. There's so much chalk in this area. Mm. So I've got a a Britta kettle, so filtering the water before it boils. Oh, so shit. This is the most fucking English conversation ever. <laughs> Tea is important, yeah. This is like, like literally all day yesterday, I was just like, I just want a fucking decent cup of tea. It's just I think you bought the same kettle that we have, because we have a Britta one oh, that's really? see-through. Yeah. Oh, nice. If you use vinegar to yeah. descale it, but don't drink the vinegar. <laughs> I feel like the way you said that is from experience. Like <laughs> yeah, you've learned the hard way about this. It was not a fun experience. <laughs> so Chelsea, <laughs> you want to tell me about this special alternative therapy today? Yes. So before I get stuck into it, dear friends, you're going to notice that all of our episodes can be a little bit shorter because we've decided to yes. take our little segments and separate them into separate episodes. Because one, we're busy girls. We've got exams coming up and we've got a lot mm. going on. And two, some of you don't make it to the medical story and that is a travesty it because is a travesty. it's the best bit. It's the best fucking bit. So <laughs> we're separating them out so that you can hear them and enjoy the majesty that is yeah. V's medical stories because, mate, I don't know how she finds it, but... They're incredible. And you deserve sweet, to hear them. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet, horrifying, gruesome stories <laughs> that will Indeed. entertain you. Yeah. But I really want to know about the alternative therapy today. <laughs> so today I'm going to talk to you about geopathic stress. Geopathic stress. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. This is something that really interesting. So my partner's mum's partner uh, got in touch with me asking if I knew anything about this because they had the ha their house assessed for geopathic stress. 
So it's okay. lines of geopathic stress. And I was like, never heard of it. No idea. What is this? Well, I'm going to tell you. Geopathic stress is a relatively new term, but the theories and things on, like that behind it are, are not new. They're very, very old. And essentially, it covers the relationship between the energies of the earth and people's well-being. Okay. Ooh, like, um, yeah. <laughs> my head's just gone straight to, like, when houses are built on burial grounds or something like that. And you get... Oh, this is part People of believe in the weird energies from that. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. There are various different types of earth energies. Some are very good for human health and some are detrimental. And in ancient times, the Feng Shui masters and geomancers were very familiar with the earth currents, okay? So they knew which sites to recommend for building and which sites that you should avoid building on, right? Yeah. We know that this was a thing that happened, okay? Very much so. Now, we just fucking put houses anywhere where there's land. <laughs> What's happened now is that we've kind of lost interest in this knowledge and in mm. modern times we're starting to now come back to it because we're realising that there's an increase in the number of geopathic stress-related diseases. Mm. I know, at first I was just like, what are you talking about? What are these? <laughs> It's, it's one of those things you're just like, what the fuck? And you're just like, so I'm going to go into it now and we'll see. Yeah. I'm not convinced either way yet. But <laughs> it does sound keeping the minds open and you know, again, if people believe in this stuff and it's a thing and there's a way to treat it or whatever, it's effective. Sure. I just want to know about the weird thing. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so while the concept of geopathic stress seems to originate in like the early nineteen hundreds, it shares a lot of similarities with long standing practices like feng shui and dowsing both of which many people find really helpful. So mm. Feng Shui, which we're going to go into detail in another episode at some point, is talking about like the positioning of furniture and things like that within your home in terms to create the flow of energy and things like that. Um, feng Shui literally translates to, I believe it's, I think it's water and wind or wind and water. Mm. Um, and it's all about the flow of energy within a room. So it's things like you should have the place where you spend your most amount of time um, directly at a diagonal from the door. So like your bed shouldn't be like directly facing the door. It should be at a diagonal, but so you can still see it and you have direct access to see it and things like that. Okay. But yeah, so it's quite interesting. So geopathic stress, basically various underground formations such as subterranean water currents, specific mineral deposits or different fault lines emit specific electromagnetic fields that can be harmful to a human dwelling. If you are just passing through an area with geopathic stress, it generally says that there's, you know, you're going to have little effect or, mm. you know, you should, shouldn't really be concerned by it. However, if your house is located in a geopathic stress area, you really need to understand what is happening and find solutions to help protect your health. Okay. Yes. <laughs> How can specific earth energy weaken human health? So one thing that it says a lot about is that it's not necessary that you get a specific disease from mm. this stuff, it's that it weakens your immune system. Okay. So then it stops you being able to fight off these stresses and things like that. An example of this, like imagine if you had your house right above like a motorway, right? Mm. Like a really, really busy road or above a like rushing river. How is that gonna make you feel? Like it's gonna put you on edge. It's not yeah. gonna be nice, is it? all this kind of constant movement and current. So we're talking about 
this in terms of like underground formations. So it might be hard to understand the sort of relationship between these invisible factors because it's things that we can't see. Kind of the whole thing that they're saying is that just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, which is very, very true. And it's talking about these vibrations that are emitted by these various different energies, um, how they can lower your immune system and so they make it more difficult to fight disease. So if your bed is above an underground water current, for example, mm. all your body can do is try and keep its basic balance, okay? Because it's like fighting this sort of energy, this vibration and stuff yeah. like that. So your body hasn't got enough energy left to focus on regenerating, replenishing, killing off bacteria, da 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 that's the whole theory behind it, essentially. Today, there's obviously no scientific evidence um, to support the geopathic stress, and most medical professionals do not recognize this phenomenon, much less consider it a threat to well-being. Okay, of course. But this mm. is the thing, is that people get left behind by modern medicine, they don't get fully healed, so they look to these other things to understand why they might be sick, right? So what are the symptoms of geopathic stress? This is so weird and I love it. I know. Drowsiness and fatigue, trouble falling or staying awake, persistent headache or migraine, lowered immune system, numbness or tingling in hands and feet, zoning out or trouble focusing, general nervous or low mood, unusual changes in emotions or personality, and tension and conflict between family members or roommates. Ooh. Everyone's like, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, literally, everyone's just like, right, am, I, am I on a geopathic line? That's me. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? What can you do if you are, you know, in one of these spaces? What can, what can mm. you do to help, right? First thing you want to do is spend a few nights with a friend. If you feel better, great. Feeling, you know, feeling, feeling mm. better. So that could be a sign that um, you've got geopathic stress in your house. But also at the same time, who doesn't need a holiday? Yeah. You know? You just need a couple bud. of days away. Also, a lot of these symptoms that we talk about can mm. be a multitude of different things. A multitude of different <laughs> <Yeah>. things. <laughs> it's a very broad range. So there's a couple of things that you want to check. I think a lot of people are also going to be quite affected by this one. We're in a pandemic. We've been in our houses and nowhere else most of the time, apart mm. from going to the supermarket or something. So we're going to be feeling a lot more of that mental health tension being in our building. So this can be quite an, maybe quite an aggravating sort of thought for a lot of people. But first of all, you want to check a lot of things. You want to check the air quality in your house. Are you opening your windows for at least an hour every day? Bet you haven't been over winter, but you should be. Get that fresh air into the house. Check for mould. Is there mould anywhere in the house? If so, wipe it down. Don't use a wet cloth. Use a dry cloth because wet cloth isn't going to help matters at all. Is there lots of humidity? Are there pests and their droppings around your house? Is there secondhand smoke? Mm. Um, are there improperly stored cleaning products left around the house? Also, check your carbon monoxide. Check that as well. Make okay. sure you've got your little carbon monoxide thing. It's also really important to examine other sources of your stress. So looking at fatigue, difficulty sleeping and headaches. And not everyone recognises mental health system symptoms right away. Okay, So it can be really difficult to, to sort of understand if you're having any issues with your mental health. So there's a couple questions here which are really good to ask yourself to like kind of understand if you're feeling it. So... Are you experiencing any life changes? Do you have a hard yes. time getting excited about things you usually enjoy? Do you, does life seem less satisfying? Do you feel burned out with your job or relationship? Do you have big worries that you can't shake? So asking yourself these questions can start mm. to 
bring some perspective to understand if you're, you know, going through anything in terms of your mental health. Looking at these things, you know, before you look at geopathic stress, you know, what that is, is, yeah. is always good. And obviously there's a multitude of factors. We live holistic lives, right? Loads of different things affect us in different ways. Geopathic stress could be part of it or it could be none of it or it could be all of it. You know, we don't know. Mm. But let's look at the life as a whole. What are some of the signs of geopathic stress? This is the stuff that I quite like. I think it's quite fun. So there are some plants that love geopathic stress. They're big fans okay. of it. Big, big fans. These include ivy, mushrooms, mistletoe, bindweed, foxglove, nettles, docks, and medicinal herbs. Fruit okay. trees and many plants will suffer in these environments. So if it's like mm. you've got like mushrooms, ivy, herbs and stuff, love life growing all the time. You try and go veg and fruit trees and stuff and it's like they don't have yeah. them. Could be a sign of geopathic stress. That's interesting though, because a lot of those are poisonous plants or have potential mm. to be poisonous mm. rather than like the growth of something that is edible. Yeah, for sure. It's like the way I sort of like to think about it is like if you think about, say, an invading bacteria in the body, they love mm. a toxic environment, whereas like the good bacteria like a, you know, a nice environment sort of mm. thing. So it's like it's almost like one of those things of getting that balance. So it's an environment that they thrive in, essentially. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. Ants, bees, wasps, parasites, bacteria, viruses um, and compost heaps also thrive. If you've got a really nice, tasty compost growing there, then uh, <laughs> it could be, no. could be down to geographic stress. That's some people's prime joy, their <laughs> compost heap. I know, I know. Also, uh, twisted or stunted growth and gaps in hedges might be clues as well. Because generally, it might not necessarily be like your whole house is mm. in this area. It might just be there's a line essentially yeah this sounds like somebody's like really weird dream <laughs> like they've had like a dream that there's like some sort of like weird hell underneath their house and it's like about yeah. to like crack open and swallow them whole like this is what it sort yeah. of sounds like to me somebody's dreamt yeah. it up literally cats owls slugs and snails are attracted to geopathic stress as well um, a cat's favourite sleeping place, in the absence of an obvious place of warmth, is often a geopathic stress line. Mm, okay. Apparently. Lawns can have bare patches, moss, silverweed and fungi, while vegetable gardens may have stunted growth. It's just such a weird <laughs> concept because the, there's such broad like side effects and symptoms and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, slugs are fucking everywhere. <laughs> literally everywhere um other clues include clutter building deterioration like cracks in glass brick and plaster work electrical appliances may often break down that are placed in a certain area foods such as fruit vegetables cheese jam and even photographic film will spoil quickly when stored in a geopathic stress line so what do you do <laughs> there's two different types of treatment generally one mm -hmm. of them is to neutralize and another is to redirect the energy, which I think is a little bit mean. Like, say if you're redirecting the energy to your neighbor's house or something, I'm just like, I mean, I mean. some neighbors are dicks. So maybe they deserve <laughs> that energy redirected at them. Maybe, Looking at my maybe. neighbor's house right now, being like, bitch, yeah, just like some bad energy coming your way. Down. <laughs> yes. Prepare for your plums to be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> We want to re 
redirect or neutralize this geopathic stress. So the first step is to find the type of earth energy that is happening. So is it okay. one of these lines? Is it a fault line? Is yeah. it um, this underground current sort of thing? Um, and so you can do that by dowsing or hiring a professional dowser. So, uh -huh. <laughs> what a lucrative business. Indeed. This is one thing that I have found in researching this is in terms of trying to find how you determine if you've got this geopathic stress and yeah. how to treat it is pay me to come and check it out for you rather than <laughs> I mean, any actual information of what it of what it is do you know yeah what I mean? if anybody's looking for a job out of this guy kind of <laughs> become a dowser for geopathic stress Indeed. <laughs> mm. so dowsing is kind of cool i did a little bit of a search into it and basically it's like an ancient divination technique um mm. of using dowsing rods uh, to identify locations of types of energy People use this sort of, basically it's these two, you can get like little copper rods and you hold it with mm. your arms out straight, essentially. And you've got to make sure you don't use your arms to face. You lock your elbows, essentially. And you walk along and it's like asking it questions and stuff like that. But basically the rods will cross over each other when there's a certain energy. This was in a gardening program. Yeah, I think it was yeah, with like Rick Stein or something like that mm. to find natural uh, water sources. That's literally it. You're finding underground currents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, people used to use it to like find lost items and stuff like that, or point you towards yeah. where you've left things in your house. And people used to use it to find like unmarked graves and things. Cool. But yeah, so it's it's basically like yeah, like those underground water sources and stuff. Mm. So like these underground water currents, these different flows of energy. It's picking up on these different energy lines. Again, no scientific research to say it actually works, yeah. but you know. Anything that's stuck around for thousands of years, there's a reason mm. why it's stuck around, right? If you find you've got geopathic stress in your house, what do you do? How do you help it? Because it's not like you can easily pick up a move, really, is it? It's an expensive, mm. stressful thing to do. Going back to this is a lot of concepts with Feng Shui. So this is one of the things you can look at. You can look at redistributing the energy of your house to help balance it in terms of moving your furniture around. Also, you find the exact locations of where these lines mm. are, because it could be a huge area. It could be a really small area. And basically, any time, any place that you spend a lot of your time in, you want to move the furniture away. So if this like geopathic stressor is directly under your bed, you want to move your bed to a different location. Um, same as like your favorite seat in the lounge. You know, you want to move that furniture around so you're not directly above this area of stress. Imagine if it's like right over the top you find like the this stress line right over the top of like your favorite bog in the house and you're like no, no. <laughs> my favorite no. place to relax i know <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> oh just no it would be sad times wouldn't it there are also many many instruments on the market um that I are bet. designed to clear um a home or office of these harmful vibrations okay so these geopathic tools include things such as space harmonizers, pyramids, energy plates, georesonators and crystals, and even devices that employ laser beams that are used to protect the energy of a home. Wow. Uh, I think we yeah. should set up an Etsy shop. So if anybody's interested oh, in paying are. an extortionate <laughs> amount of money for this shit. <laughs> so I checked it out, um, had a little cursory Google search there yeah. are other search engines available and um, found that there's quite a lot of stuff out there. 
quite mm. a lot of shops and some of them look fucking sick like so they're like these little like crystal pyramids basically yeah. that are made up of various different you know kind of crystals or whatever that you place in these areas to neutralize the energy and stuff <laughs> i mean some of them look really pretty you know if you just want some nice yeah. decorations for your house as well go for it so one of the very po uh, popular and a very very simple method is to place a copper brass or steel rod you can use like rings and wires and things as well at specific points in the ground around your house or in specific areas inside your home. The points where they need to be placed can be identified by dowsing. Okay. So you can just get some copper rods and stuff. To make this method work, you have to know the direction of the flow of the earth lines um, you need to block or neutralize, as well as the distance between them. Basically, when you place specific tools in specific areas in your home, you're creating a grid of safe energy, is the idea. You can also get personal tools and pendants. So you can get like um, them to be on your person rather than in specific mm. places in the home. And that work really nice as jewellery. So if you want a nice crystal necklace and things like that, these things can work uh, super nice. <laughs> yeah, that is geopathic stress. I welcome Where questions. Is, this is so weird and I yeah. fucking love it. <sighs> oh, I forgot about one other treatment. Mm. There's also another treatment, which is earth acupuncture. Oh. Is that not just sticking yeah. the copper rods in the eye? I think so, probably. But it's, um, yeah, the whole thing of, you know, you think about like in terms of acupuncture, we've talked about it before, where it's <laughs> like you've got these lines of energy through your body and it's removing the blockages of energy. It's like that with these earth lines, but doing it to the earth. Wow. Mm. <sighs> the world is a very interesting place, is it not? Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it just? <laughs> But it's like, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where you're just like, I mean, yeah, there are going to be underground currents of energy. And we know that energy, how it moves, if you want to break it down to a really scientific thing of, you know, where we've talked about like Boyle's law and stuff before mm. of how the size of a container is inversely proportional to the pressure within inside mm. it. So the bigger the container, the lower the pressure, the smaller the pressure, you know. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that before. So we know that elements within it, within like gas, water, fluid and stuff, that, that affects it. You know, things change and it has a wider effect on its surrounding areas. So, you know, if you go through all of this, it's like you can put a scientific understanding of why this works. There have been some experiments, but the experiments obviously haven't been done properly. There's not been any control yeah. groups and things like that. You know, um, there are some wild claims out there on the Internet that like 85 percent <laughs> of people that have got cancer live in a geopathic stress area oh, wow. and things like that, which is like, how how did you get that number? Yeah. Like, I feel Where like you just decided to put that in because it's like a really grand number. And this is what I think half the problem is, is with alternative therapy is don't make these grand statements. Like, yeah. actually use the science and, and prove it that way rather than being like, oh, no, it's this, <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think uh, it's such a tricky thing, though, because there's lots of therapies that I've tried, like acupuncture, that have really worked for me. But obviously, mm. we know that the literature around it, lots of people are not supportive of the effects and mm. um, why they work and stuff like that. So mm. it's easy to poo-poo different therapies for different reasons, depending on your yeah, bias, exactly. isn't it? 
Exactly. I think that's the thing with research is we know that research can be manipulated to show mm. the results that you want it to show. Like data can be very easily manipulated. And obviously scientific yeah. data is very much a binary study in terms of intervention, no intervention, mm. not necessarily intervention against the best intervention. And also every person is going to react differently to a drug. And it's just it's, it's very much that sort of methodology rather than, OK, how do you scientifically study how a person is affected by their environment, so by their work, by their family, mm. by their stress, you know, by their mental health, physical health, what they eat, da-da-da, and show specifically that this works for a whole range of people. You can't because everyone is different. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's like with we need to be more open-minded in regards, in terms of a medical community of like, okay, People are seeing benefit from this. Is this a placebo thing? And even if it is, placebo is incredibly powerful and should never be pushed to one side saying, oh, mm. it's just placebo. If a patient is feeling better from a treatment, we need to acknowledge that and we yeah. need to understand it more. And we need to look at ways of researching things as well that can show the wider benefit of a holistic life rather than just symptom, drug, cure. That's great. Science done. This is the best way, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's it. It's a very interesting topic. Goodness me. Yeah. Well, thank you <laughs> for telling us about that alternative <laughs> therapy today. Yes. Glad you enjoyed. Uh, any questions, obviously, get in touch. I'm not going to have all the answers because clearly. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to get in touch. You can email us at double T double O S podcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on social medias and message us at double T double O S podcast. And we would love to hear from you. Yes, indeed. Do get in touch. Thanks so much for listening. We love you very much and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.